Good morning, everybody, uh, and welcome to Denton North Church. This should be one of our um, last few Zoom-only church meetings. Uh, at least at this point, we have been talking to D, DNC, <laughs> GDAC about going back to meeting um, uh, in September. But right now, we're just trying to decide between uh, whether or not to meet earlier in the morning at around 9, 9.30 and actually meet outside the building and just sit with chairs. Uh, considering September is just as hot as um, August, uh, we would have to move church earlier to make that doable. But we would have to, to think through sound and some other things. So we'll have a, a survey here coming up soon that will kind of gauge uh, interest based on outside versus inside. If we do meet inside, uh, there'll be no food, drinks, things like that. We'll have to wear a mask, social distance. We'll still do that outside as well. Everyone will have to take temperature before they come in, that kind of thing. Now, now if we do something in person, we still will Zoom live it for anybody who wants to attend uh, remotely. So anyway, we'll be um, putting out a survey here in the next week, probably two weeks about that so that we can gauge where you guys are at as a body on, uh, on what you want to see us doing. All right. A um, couple other things just in the way of announcements. You know, this year starts off for us sort of in September. And so our small groups change. And so be looking for sign up for small groups. We'll have five or six small groups this semester. And um, particularly for those of you who are transitioning out of our college ministry focus, our small groups are meant to be very different than the, the college small groups. The college small groups tend to be um, pretty close knit. Uh, they're obviously same sex. And, uh, you know, the goal is sort of to build some really close friendships out of that. That's kind of not what our adult small groups are for. <laughs> uh, not that we don't want you to build friendships, but in, in, in because we do them co-ed and because um, the groups tend to be somewhat larger and uh, include a variety of people from different, uh, you know, kind of walks of life, stages of life. The goal is really a little bit more towards kind of ministry opportunities in that group. It's not that you're going to find your best friends that you're going to hang out with, you know, every week. Uh, I think our LTGs, which are life transformation groups, which we do in smaller groups of two to four, would be an opportunity for more kind of close friendship and accountability. And if you're interested in that, you can talk to Pong, Sean, uh, or Leslie. But our small groups are really geared towards being in a group that is similar to the kind of workplace you're in. Um, different ages, uh, different, again, people from different walks of life. And so it's a much more um, focused, uh, I think, um, opportunity to minister to people uh, in that, that kind of group type setting. And so I just want to make sure that you have a good expectation, understanding of what our small groups are. Uh, this is one of the reasons we randomize our small groups. Uh, is to get a pretty good cross-section of our church in each of these groups. And um, so, yeah, so that's why we do that. But you're never required to go to a certain small group, all right? So you're always welcome to, to uh, switch up, go into a different group. Um, but we try to, to schedule that based on the nights that you're available. And um, again, just try to put a cross-section of different people in those groups and those last for a full year. So if you have any questions about that, you're certainly welcome to ask any uh, of us uh, who are either small group leaders or were last year or Leslie and I or our elders Kurt and Don. But that sign up will also be coming out uh, this next week. 
And so uh, we'll be doing that. And we already have our small group leaders for the most part um, decided, but if certainly any of you want to uh, help uh, lead a small group, you're welcome to. The other thing is our leadership opportunities really change up uh, in September. And so I've posted a survey for you to um, kind of think through possibly serving, leading in our church in some capacity. Um, for those of you who are kind of unfamiliar with our church or how we do things, we are a church of leaders. Um, we do not have a core set of you know leaders that sort of do all of the tasks and work in the church. Uh, our core is pretty much our church. About 80% of our church are leaders uh, in some capacity. That's just how we do ministry. It's how we do church. It's one of the main reasons why every time we get to about 200 or so, we split off into another community. It's because we don't want some large, massive church where people get lost. Uh, we want everyone to be participating, leading in some way. As an adult, leadership opportunities are growth opportunities, uh, both for growing and interacting with and, and really loving other people, but also in trusting in God and expecting him to do things in you through spiritual gifting, through your weakness, whatever, that will really help you grow. Uh, when you're younger, you sort of get people who mentor you. As you get older, uh, there are uh, fewer mentors out there and you need to be mentored sort of by people who are at your peer level. And one of the ways to do that is really by leadership and deciding to take on a task. And when we say leadership, um, you know, ultimately it, at our church, there are a variety of those things. It's not just small group leaders. And this next year, we're going to do things a little bit different. In the past, we've pretty much had small group leaders. And then we've had what we call chulas or church leaders. And um, those teams change <laughs> from year to year. Uh, but the Chula teams this next year will be three teams. We're going to do our operations team as normal, which really kind of covers all of the um, Sunday services and uh, any of our events and things like that that we have. We're going to have a focused transition team, which we've had. That is just the, the team that really helps the college students uh, transfer into the working world uh, seamlessly and into ministry. And then the third will be what we call InReach, which is our newest group. And that's really about community development, spiritual development, bringing people together in our church community. Uh, then we're going to have two sort of additional training groups, and they're going to be a little bit more intensive. One's going to be on outreach and the other is on worship. And so we'll have an outreach team and a worship team. And those will be uh, sort of uh, two new opportunities this semester. We did have an outreach Shula team last year, but we're going to restructure that quite a bit. Uh, and make of it make it more of a kind of a training type thing. So those are opportunities. Only about twelve of you have uh, signed up so far, and uh, I know that's not because we only have twelve people willing to to do leadership. It's partly because if you're cool with what you did last year, please just don't. You don't even have to sign up. You don't have to do anything. But if you want to switch it up, great, switch it up. Uh, four of you decided to sign up and not put your name. So obviously you're not going to be a leader. Uh, natural consequences, I guess, uh, sort of weed out the people who can't put their name down on a survey form. Uh, so if you think maybe you're one of those people, uh, you know, just uh, maybe text me, ask, hey, did you see my name pop up in the survey? And I'll let you know. Uh, four of you, I have no idea. That's that's pretty intense. Um, oh, if she is on the list and if because she thinks she might. Vianette wants to know. Yeah. Yeah, Vianette is definitely one of those four that forgot to say that. <laughs> She's like, I'm probably one of those four. Yeah. We also had someone sign, uh, sign up twice, so they're really eager to be a leader next year. But actually, uh, 
doesn't matter how many times you sign up, there's no uh, sort of extra benefit. My answers are the ones where I said that the memes of our church are what I'm most proud of. That's <laughs> Well, we signed up because we also had a fake person that was just making fun of our stuff. So just, just re-signed up all that stuff. And I do really appreciate all of you for uh, 100% um, you know, d- deciding that I would beat Leslie in a fist fight. Uh, so that this just gives me a lot of encouragement, uh, I think in my role. So I do appreciate that hundred percent. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot lower than that, but ended up being a hundred percent. So just wanted to report that to you. Uh, okay, great. So yeah, if you have any questions about that, you know, certainly talk to, talk to us. Well, we're going to kind of kick off another, uh, semester long series today. I'm not big into intros, uh, but, uh, cause I think they're kind of wasted opportunities to just speak on something. But I do want some feedback for our new sermon series this next semester, even though it's more or less outlined. And so we are going to take a moment at the end here or in a, you know, probably five, ten minutes and actually get some feedback. So we'll, what we're thinking we're going to, to do this next semester is a series that is just simply titled Community, Character, and Christianity. And uh, because we got a lot of feedback on our sermon series this um, summer and it was all over the place, we tried our best to make sense of all those ideas. And as I researched it, kind of sat through it rather, and prayed about it, I realized I think what we really need to do is a kind of back to basics series. Just a lot of really basic questions um, that or, or topics that people wanted to do. And it's always good to go back to the basics, I think, particularly in sort of tougher times. Um, you know, Leslie's a real big... Uh, advocate of preaching all of these really highfalutin kind of sociology sermons. And uh, so I, I figured we could kind of bring us all back down to earth here um, and uh, and do something pretty basic. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's always good to do those, you know, uh, difficult topics. But now let's just go ahead and bring that, uh, bring that back. Uh, so great to have Leslie on mute and for her not to be able to uh, argue against anything that I'm saying. This is really nice. Okay, great. So um, I just wanted to kind of give you, and we don't do this a lot. I can unmute myself. Oh, dang it. I thought, okay, oops. Um, So yeah, uh, why a basics uh, sermon series? Well, so I've been thinking about this this week as I was kind of thinking about our, um, you know, the vision, the mission that we have for our church. We talk a lot around here about that really tough transition phase that, that some of you have experienced. Um, you know, that five years straight out of college where life just sort of goes all over the place all of a sudden. You seem like you had sort of a one purpose, one direction after call or in college. You had your friend group where you figured out. And then all of a sudden there's this transition time frame and it's just sort of all over the place. Things just get really unclear. They're stressful. Um, you know, they're kind of difficult. Well, we know that, and we've talked a lot about that. One of our main missions as a church has been to speak to that transition time because we have so many young people going through that. And just reminding people it takes a good three to five years to sort of get a foothold, to get any sense of, oh, okay, wait, I can do this. This makes sense. Um, And a lot of that has more to do with career than it even has to do with spirituality. And so for many of our folks that have a really intense college experience in regard to their you know, growth as a Christian, it's pretty tough to get into the working world and figure out how to do that. Well, that's tough enough at the individual level, but our church has kind of hit a point now where uh, as a church, we're in that transition time frame. 
Now, guys, when we first started off seven years ago, we had 85% probably college students. And even just looking at this screen and the next, the vast majority of people who are with us now are not college students. And that's not just because the college students haven't come back yet. Um, that's because our church is growing more and more uh, sort of balanced, really 50-50 between having college students and not college students. But still the vast majority of those people are in that first five-year period of transitioning out of college. And so as a church, we're now experiencing this really kind of tough transition time. And I think, you know, add on all the different things that are going on, obviously, in our society, in our world. And there's just a lot of, of I think, stress and challenge with thinking through um, our, you know, who are we supposed to be as Christians in the world that we're in now? And that's why I think it's so important to go back to this kind of basics thing, because we often lose the basics when we're in these sort of tough transition timeframes. And so I really want to focus kind of on three things this, this next semester and use three sources um, to, uh, to talk on, on these topics. The first one is just simply, who is Jesus? You know, what are some of the basics of what it means to be a follower of some, you know, 2,000-year-old Jew reject, <laughs> to put it uh, not so mildly? Um, who is he, and, and why is he important um, to our faith, okay? And why does he still, for the most part, seem to garner uh, a, just a general positivity, uh, even from our culture? While Christians are maligned, I think, uh, pretty easily in pop culture, Jesus still seems to be pretty decent to most people. <laughs> and certainly you could say it's because we have a Christian culture uh, historically, but I think there's more to that uh, in terms of how people see Jesus and see him as uh, at least a prophet. But what are the basics of that? And so we're going to use Paul's letters to talk about that. You know, who is Jesus and, uh, and how can he... Um, how can you really be the model for what a life looks like 2,000 years later and 4,000 years later and, and however long you know, humans are around? All right, so that's one part of that. And in a moment, um, I'd like for you guys to be thinking, we're going to kind of randomize this because it's too hard to break you up into groups and then let you choose. We're still too dumb to figure out how to do that. Um, but I want you to brainstorm with each other uh, some topics uh, that you think would really be helpful in one of these three, these three categories. And we'll just uh, give you one um, so that you aren't spending a ton of time on all three. So the first one is, who is Jesus? The second one uh, is, who am I? And, um, you know, we did some of this with our Christian identity talk. Um, I think it was like maybe two sermon series a, uh, ago. Um, but going back to the Gospels and figuring out what does it look like for me to be someone uh, with character? particularly opposed to how our society talks about and thinks about character uh, or how little they actually think about character and how subjective it often is. And then I think probably one of the ones we'll focus on, uh, maybe even more than those first two, uh, are who are we as a Christian community? You know, Christian community has kind of become like, you know, an adult participating in the Boy Scouts. It's like not that cool anymore, um, unless maybe you're like in it and other people think you're cool because you're sort of they know you. Um, so what does it look like to really belong to a Christian community? And, um, and we're going to go, you know, sort of look through acts uh, to make sense of, of what, it, what it really means to be in community. You know, a lot of people are looking to belong. And uh, unfortunately, 
Um, most people just tune out the opportunity of thinking about a church as a place to belong. Um, partially because it seems like a fraternity. You're sort of like buying friends. <laughs> you sort of have to be a Christian uh, to have friends. And I will tell you that as inclusive as we are as a church, uh, which is actually in some ways kind of a, a strength and a weakness for us, because at times we have people who are part of our friendship circles and a part of our lives who we've never even really wondered or thought through if they're even Christian or not. Um, but because we're good friends with them and we are very inclusive as a group, we often miss opportunities to really mentor people to really have challenging conversations about their faith and where they're at with God. And so what does it just look like for us as a Christian community? I mean, who are we? What are we doing here? Um, and, um, you know, and how does that look? So we'll use Acts for that. So who are we? Acts. Who am I? Using the gospel. And then who is Jesus? Uh, through Paul. Now, I know that kind of sounds weird that uh, we would be using the gospel of Paul, uh, almost opposite, but we'll explain that sort of later. Okay, so what I'd like to do uh, is take just probably 10 or 15 minutes, and then we'll be done today. And we're going to split you into one of these three groups of who are we, who am I, and who is Jesus. And really, it's just kind of wanting to get some feedback on what are some topics within one of these three things that you think you or we uh, as a church community really need to hear? What would be really helpful within these three? And remember, the goal is to kind of get back to some of the basics of what it means to be a Christian, to just rethink um, some basic uh, ideas and principles, particularly from the scripture uh, that help us navigate uh, how to answer these three these three questions. So who is Jesus? Who are we? And then uh, who am I? Do I need to give you some like uh, examples of things that I've thought about? Or do you think you have a... Si okay, I'm getting some thumbs up. All right, so let me... Let me uh, I'm not going to share it because then we can't see our, all of our pretty faces. So let me just uh, share with you some of the ideas that I've got here, okay? I'm going to overwhelm you real quick. So the first one um, is, so who, uh, let's see. Yeah, okay, okay. So uh, character, the idea, uh, or who am I? You know, the idea of um, who am I sort of inside and who am I on the outside? And the idea that uh, we often prioritize how in our culture, at least, or in society or just human nature, how we look on the outside rather than being honest about who we are. See this particularly in social media that we're constantly trying to do image management and uh, make ourselves look like something we're not. And, uh, and how do we really kind of think through that uh, from the who am I perspective? That in Christ, we have the ability to be honest about who we are and not make apologies about it and not pretend like we're something that we're not. Um, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, being good versus being righteous in the scripture. You know, that our kind of culture has this sort of low level of at least, you know, the least point that you have to be to be good and considered a good person. What does it look like to really be a righteous person? Um, and Paul even talks about that, you know, um, very few people will die for uh, a righteous person, although some would dare to die for a good person. Uh, so the idea of societal community, uh, what does it look like to be a group that actually encourages uh, different opinions and different political views rather than just engages in groupthink and forces everybody to kind of have the same idea? 
uh, or worse, uh, focus what forces people not to even talk about differing ideas, particularly in our political climate. I think it's very important right now uh, that we model uh, an ability to have discourse that's um, between people who have fundamentally different ideas politically, socially, but still agree on you know, the idea of the gospel. I was recently challenged by um, one of our uh, true, uh, not true, cohort people, which is our pastoral apprenticeship uh, that I had posted on one of our other ministers' pages, sort of an unfriendly, unkind thing. He challenged me the next day. Uh, I, I immediately responded defensively. And the way that he put it to me was, you know, I think you're on the right side of truth, but on the wrong side of unity. And I loved the way he said that. And within me just thinking about 30 or 45 minutes, I called up this minister, apologized to him. It's made me really think about just how easy it is for me to engage in um, truthful attacks on other people <laughs> without really considering uh, how it comes across from the perspective of encouraging and engaging in, in good discourse. So anyway, um, talking about how often as a community we can be just a place where we're protecting against outside you know, influences rather than actually engaging outside influences and making sense of them. Um, that's really kind of the definition of a cult <laughs> is when you, uh, you pretty much push out everything from the outside world and then create your own in world. Uh, the irony of course is that, you know, all of the outside stuff just makes its way inside the inside and it's even worse often. Um, uh, Brad, I have a question. Yeah. Um, when I talk about or when you're talking about who are we as a Christian community, do you mean our church specifically, or do you want us, are we going to be talking about like the collective church? I think collective is probably better. Although, okay. like I talked about this morning, you know, we do have to ultimately address who we are as a group of people, mostly who are transitioning kind of out of college. Most of you guys are in your 30s or in your 20s and thinking through, you know, that um, because we've got to apply it ultimately there. That's one of the other things that is so important about the way we do church is that we don't just have a massive group of people and then hope that we're going to preach some generic message and that it hits a few. We're really speaking directly to, um, you know, people kind of in uh, in, a, in a direct place, a, a kind of person. And our church is probably the least diverse in terms of age of any of our churches. Um, some of our churches are far more diverse in terms of their age. Although we beat them when it comes to things like race. So, you know, what am I, you know, we're awesome. So let's not, you know, don't fade with the bathwater there. All right. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. And then the idea of like Jesus and, and religion, you know, are we really uh, uh, doing this whole deal because we like rules and we like working because we want some false hope uh, and comfort or friendship and belonging? Or do we believe that Jesus is who he says he is? So, okay, that's a lot. I gave you a lot of examples. So hopefully you'll have some ideas within these three categories as well. So again, you're going to be randomly assigned to one of these categories. And the goal here is to think through uh, for 10 minutes, not too long, but you know, it's big and important to us that we're preaching to our community directly and not just coming up with ideas and then talking at you. And so this is your opportunity to share within those three categories. Um, again, answering the questions of what are some topics we could talk about within the context of who are we as a church, collective, who am I as an individual, and then who is Jesus? And try your best to sort of fit those into these three uh, categories, and you will assign you one of them.
sound good? And then next week we'll uh, we'll get going with our vision and uh, and our mission talks and then our series. So I'll say a prayer and then uh, we uh, will break up. Lord God, thank you for how you continue to give us opportunity uh, to serve you in the Denton community. I pray that this next semester will be one of great growth uh, and recovery uh, from just the stressful time that we're in. That would use this uh, difficult time to really shape and mold us in ways that are uncomfortable and that will give us a clear sense of where you're moving. And that we, through going back to the basics, uh, will understand some of the more difficult truths uh, that you um, have shown us as a church, as individuals, and that we would um, just be made more uh, in Jesus' image, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.